Welcome back to the greatest book club in the multiverse. This is the Geeksplain Book Club, and I, along with my intrepid heroes, Malcolm Russell Nelson. Hello. And Jacob Brown. Greetings. Are basically going through every single Friday uh, a separate volume of the comic ah there it is ah this is, it was, i had to get there eventually we're, we're, i was ready for it this time <laughs> this time i was ready for it i, I was preparing not. myself for the last no. hour <laughs> just like it's all right gonna he's, gonna, he's gonna, gonna get ready for the pause here it is <laughs> but we are here for uh volume five of invincible guys we are five volumes in and we said something in the first <laughs> session of this at the very end of the first session, we said, all right, guys, we've covered all the stuff from season one of the show, and now it's going to be completely new material. <laughs> this is getting embarrassing. I'm getting embarrassed every single <laughs> this week. Is getting we embarrassing. This. this is bad. Uh, no, this, se- this seems like clockwork, honestly, at this point. Yeah, this I can't keep promising it. And then, like, yeah. every single time something pops up, I'm just going to keep walking it back. By the time yeah. we get to the Viltrumite War, it will be new material, I promise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, because then they're going to insert Or so a scene. we think. There's going to be a it's scene true. in there where we're like, that was in episode three. God. That's a good... Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, shoot. But, uh, gentlemen, we are checking out volume three of Invincible. Uh, I believe the title is The Facts of Life covering uh issues 20 through 24 what did you guys think of this volume uh this is definitely the the next step from where we just clean slated we just built up a bit of a foundation with the last volume and now this is the actual superhero-ness of mark being by himself and coming to terms with just you know being by himself and dealing with this is this is the most Peter Parkery Spider-Man like duality yeah. issue like volume you could possibly deal with because Absolutely. like it's yeah it's just him like he has a job being a superhero now as well as going to school and the girlfriend and his mom and all these other things and his friends and yeah it's definitely the the grounding of like oh this is where the natural superhero comic book this is where the reader would normally come in during the middle of all of this, um, before uh, after all of this trauma has just happened, so yeah, yeah that's kind of where we talk are. About a very real uh, or very common uh, Peter Parker trope where his costume is ripping when it shouldn't be ripping. Yeah, this one this one has the two most common Peter Parker tropes of the costume ripping and having to be repaired and not being able to tell my girl like should I be able to tell my girlfriend that I'm sorry? Yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. it's starting to cause problems on a relationship. Exactly. Um, yeah, th- this so is the volume that gets the most like that. And there's a there's a lot that happens in this volume. Like yeah. we we talked about last week that it was a it was more or less like a clean slate, a reset to zero. Like we're gonna take this more intimate, make it more about you know Mark as a person after all the events of everything going on. Here it starts to slowly expand again. Uh-huh. where we are still yeah. getting you know the mark focused story with him going to college getting introduced to da sinclair that that son of a bitch uh, uh, the, you know the debut of the reanimen and 
also uh, Rick Sheridan, who is totally fine and will never have problems ever again. In this <laughs> yeah, yeah someone okay. someone does think they're totally fine, don't he? You can tell. <laughs> you can oh, tell. Yeah. Let's you just tell. let's just talk about it. You William, William, I don't know. I don't know if I'm sure that Robert Kirkman <laughs> didn't have this plan. I, when I, no. he started this comic, yeah. it's no. growing more and more apparent. Mm-hmm. The more you read it, it's it's very sixties Iceman. Yes, it absolutely. <laughs> Where like people is. like since Iceman has come out, like people have gone back and looked at almost every appearance of Iceman in the sixties is very blatantly like, oh no, he's gay, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows, like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so and everyone's yeah. just like cool with it. Everyone yeah. is like, everyone's we're just, just not going to talk it about it because yeah. they're mutants. Like, it's the sixties. Yeah. Like, sixties. So yeah, it's very much that. It's very obvious like, for sure. But it's, it's right it's, there. It's interesting seeing that, like, seeing his friendship with Mark also kind of going through some rough patches. Mm-hmm. Mark is focusing a lot on his uh, on his super heroics, and Williams like. Why aren't we hanging out? Why aren't we being friends? Yeah. I'm going through a very confusing part of my he doesn't say that, but he's like, I'm going through <laughs> a very confusing part of my life and I need my <laughs> best buddy here. There's I mean, that bit where he's like, I thought that you know, I haven't seen you or Rick since we went to the movie last night. I thought you guys ran away together. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> like projecting. <laughs> yeah. Also, you got to take into the fact that you know they're rooming, they're rooming together in the dorms, and uh, I don't know why, but I just I felt so uncomfortable reading this. Like, it's just them talking. It's like it's been a while since we. They're like you know, like talking. It's like it's been a while since we've done this, isn't it? It's like yeah, I think the last sleepover, uh, Mark's like I think it was like ninth or tenth grade. And he's like yeah. We haven't spent a lot of, we haven't spent a night together since then. Wow, it has been a while, and I was just like, like it's. Um, I mean. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> it's right Two there. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's across the room. <laughs> Six feet apart because they're can, not gay. Because <laughs> you can almost hear the like guitar solo from Brokeback Mountain starting to play like, every time these two are together. It's slightly Listen, there. I'm into them being together, man. That's it. Just make it Mark just make it the William and uh, William. Mark show. I That's the honestly thing. Yeah. thought it was going to be this For way, sure. actually. Yeah. For sure. I thought it was, thought it was going to lead see up it. to this. I could yeah. totally see it. Yeah. Speaking of uh, strange sexual tension, we get the debut of the new Darkwing. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. What a weird segue. <laughs> what a nice segue there. That was a flawless segue. Uh, it was. It only was. I'm speechless. I think I have flawless. to go. <laughs> no. Good night, everybody. I'm going to do the wow. rest of this book club on my own. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, but wow. yeah, Mark, Mark gets the call. Wow. To go to, I think it's Midnight City or something yes, like yeah. that. Correct. It's Midnight, Midnight City. City. And, uh, apparently, uh, Darkwing's sidekick, Nightboy, uh, has <laughs> taken on the mantle in a very uh, Bruce Tim-esque city, Red Skies and all. I and, love that. Uh, I love yeah. that that city is permanently night. Yes. Like, I think that's such a funny joke. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a great, great making fun of, like, Gotham City and everything like that. It's yeah. so perfect. And it's interesting because, you know? like, they basically, they've gone to the space of, like, oh, Nightboy kind of went a little crazy when he found out his mentor died. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. he's, like, the first 
time you see him, he's chasing down a prostitute and probably kills her off panel. Like, mm-hmm. there is yeah. no crime too mm-hmm. small for this new Darkwing to, like, try and punish. And, like, there's this great, like, uh, exchange where they're just, where Invincible's just like, hey, like, what's what's going what's going on? Like, you're 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 being kind of weird. And he's like, yeah, it's it. You're saving these guys. Like, what's you know, what what was the who attacked them? Like, what's the crime? And he just goes, you're asking too many questions. And he just a lot of questions. Yeah, (laughs) he's like, whoa, man. Hey, yeah. Hey, at least give me one answer. Why why are you attacking me? (laughs) And we and we kind of find out that unlike his predecessor, who was much like Batman, unpowered, this guy's got some skills. Yeah, this guy's, this yeah. guy's a metahuman. Yeah, he's metapowered, and he's Jason Todd. Yes, that, this is the Jason Todd Batman. Everyone. Yeah, this is yeah. this is Red he Hood. The powers like, of this the is Red Hood Batman. Yeah. 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 Yes. And there's this great like. Uh, I don't know. I love how inventive Kirkman gets when coming up with solutions to certain problems. Mm-hmm. Like Darkwing brings Invincible into his little his shadow realm, and he's just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna leave you in here." And there's like crazy creatures and stuff. And Invincible's like, "Well, I'm holding on to you, and you can leave as much as you want, but I'm going to take your arm. Yep. So you're not really going anywhere without me." So I guess and then he we'll starts freaking out. out and he's yeah. like, no, like we got to go. Like we got to go, man. There's stuff in here. He's like, yeah. well, we can go whenever you want, man. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just like walks him out holding his hand. Like, yeah. It's cool. Well, my favorite is what Mark says. It's just like, all right, come. Well, we'll like uh, the Darkwing guy is like, all right, fine. Here, I'll take you out. And then Mark's like, oh, well, you better hurry. I think I heard something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he totally doesn't take him seriously, which is really yeah. funny. Yeah. Which is fed into in the next page where he's just like, all right, now what? And Mark just takes him by the wrists and flies him away. <laughs> <As he's> just... <laughs> it's, it is amazing. And this is also where we get the first tease of uh, Robot. Ugly baby uh, robot. Yeah. Ugly, Ugly baby, baby robot. robot. Yeah. Robot Fetus in disguise. Robot, robot um, in a half show. Fetus power. Uh, (laughs) Fetus power. (laughs) Oh no. Oh no. This is bad. You're welcome. That's what he is. He's a little felt after that segue. This is awful. I'm sorry. Yes, this this is it. You started this. You started Uh. this weirdness, and you're gonna end it with this weirdness. It's okay because now it's time to get into the sexy time. It's time to get into the sexy oh, yeah. time because Mark has done about as good a job, you know, uh, keeping his identity secret as he did in the show. And Amber is rightfully suspicious, but we get to actually see, unlike the show, her come to that realization that he's invincible when she's talking it through with her friend at the diner. That is my favorite scene with Amber in the entire series. I think that's the best that that character has handled. Is her like, no, like I think he's a drug dealer. And your friends being like, no, he's definitely a superhero. It's just like, oh my god, he might be a superhero. It's like, no, I was kidding. Like, and she literally just like gets up and she's like, I have to go. I have to leave. <laughs> and then I would say my favorite, my favorite scene from Amber is like a couple pages later when like Mark tries to sneak back into her dorm, and she like grabs his wrist as he's reaching for her, and she's just like, tell me you're tell me you're invincible right now or i will call the police and i'm like 
Yes. Agency. <laughs> yeah. Amber is a character here. Yeah. That, that lead up is so creepy, by the way. Very it's creepy. So creepy. Like if I found my boyfriend just lurking in the dark like that and just like I grab his wrist and I'm like, I was like, what are you doing? It's, I'm calling it's, the cops. <laughs> it's funny because this comes out well before Twilight the movie, yeah. but not before Twilight <laughs> the book. And yeah. that's exactly what happens in Twilight. Is mm-hmm. like, you know, Edward's just standing in the corner of her bedroom, like watching Bella sleep. Like, it's yeah. this. Yeah. It's just Tell me more scene. about this. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen all the Twilight movies. I don't care. Whatever. They're fascinating. <laughs> that, fir- that first one is pretty competently made for like a very small budget in like Welcome Washington. To that the, they filmed uh, like the 10 days. Within a show of the Geek Spring Book Club, which is Twilight Talk, Spain. baby. <laughs> Twilight Talk <laughs> featuring Malcolm Russell Nelson, Jacob Brown, and Eric Azana. Uh, Let's talk about Twilight, baby. Let's talk about you and me. <laughs> That's it. So we're going to talk about the, the graphic novel of Twilight after this, right? Is that what we're doing? Because oh, we're talking about yeah. the best X-Men scene of baseball in cinema history. <laughs> It honestly is it's the X-Men. Best X-Men scene of baseball. Yeah, it's that X- baseball scene is X-Men. Yeah. And That's then the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants movie. come out of the woods and fight them. Yes. It's just X-Men. Sabretooth <laughs> is with them. Sabretooth like... is with them. It's three Sabretooths. Like, they all just go to fight them. It's all awesome. we get so far off subject. That's what okay. Real talk though, if all of the X-Men movies were just the same tone as that stupid Twilight baseball scene. The X-Men movies would still be making lots of money right yeah. now over at <laughs> yeah. Fox. Uh, it would actually yeah. be making more money because that scene was shot for very small amounts of money. Small budget. Yeah. Small that movie budget. was made on a very small budget compared each to the mo- X-Men movies. Each movie is <laughs> yeah. a separate inning for that yeah. baseball game. You've got <laughs> yes. three trilogies right away. There you go. Boom. You got it. It's easy. Got it's em. easy. Got it. Got it. <laughs> And that's going to wrap up Twilight Talk for this week. Tune in next week as we cover the other X-Men scenes throughout the Twilight. As we'll cover New Moon. <laughs> New Moon next week. Oh, Are man. you team Jacob? No. No one should be team either of them. They're both terrible. <laughs> and we'll anyway. elaborate more next week. So, talking so, Twilight. So Mark then confesses, yeah, no, I'm invincible. Like That's what I was going to tell you earlier when I was here, but I had to go. I got in a fight. My shirt's ripped. My bad. Check out my abs. What's up? And yes. then she's like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> the best Which is a weird overreaction. I feel yeah, like she's like all turned on, you know? To me, like the way that they handle this in the TV show, we're going to keep referencing this until we run out of TV show material. Yeah. Is the way that they handled that was so well done for oh, me. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure for people who know this trope. You know this trope where it's like the girl is dating a superhero. He reveals his identity and they bone. Like it's just, it's a normal thing that happens. And then wonderful Zazie beats Amber is just like, I've known for a while. Like, no, I figured it out a while ago. You're just an asshole. Yeah. Which is wonderful. (laughs) I think that's such a great masterstroke. Like, yeah. Yes. But yeah, this, uh, this whole sexy time scene is juxtaposed with uh, Rick Sheridan being kidnapped by Sinclair and turned into a reanimant. That poor boy. Yeah. That poor, that poor boy. boy. That poor, poor boy. hot, sweet boy. <laughs> that, <laughs> that poor country fed boy. That poor Clark Kent looking mother boy. <laughs> 
But so we get right in the middle of this. It's chapter four is basically the recap issue where. Yeah, this is what we were talking about last week. Yes. Mark is telling Amber about everything and it ends with the the uh, how do you get this costume off? He's like, what? Why? What? Oh, oh. Which then the next issue picks up on in a wonderful way with the superpowers, baby. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent use. And they basically go like, all right, so we're going to give them some privacy and go to the best character in the series, Alan the Alien. (laughs) Yeah! Yeah. And we get a fantastic issue. Probably, I would say, the best issue of the the volume for me. Uh, Uh... I think the one after that might be my favorite, but I could understand that. It's possible. But um, we basically pick up where we left off with Alan at the, at, you know, his last scene where he's heading back to, uh, to the main plane, to the coalition, the coalition Coalition to let them know, Hey, we got some leads on this Viltramite problem. And we also get, you know, in a, uh, an origin for him we found out that he was part of an experimental program that he was basically hopped up on super soldier serum and sent out to fight some viltramites and it did not go well nope and so nope. he has been sent out to uh basically find leads on defeating the, the viltramites and so he comes you know before the uh the council and he's like hey this is what I found. We've got a good shot at this. And then he leaves to go hook up with his lady friend. Mm-hmm. Real quick, though, when he like approaches the council, there's all these councils of different people and alien races in the council, one of which is like some guy that looks like Battle Beast. There is like another guy. I don't know what it is with Robert Kirkman and Ryan Otley and, uh, and Corey Walker, but I don't know if you guys noticed, but there was like a Charlie Brown kid in the first who's, who's issue popped up in every single volume so yeah far. yeah mm-hmm. he's, and they're like there's a guy here that's bald and kind of looks very charlie brown who's like off to the side where alan is and then just Actually, like he's how the race of one punch man yeah it's yeah yeah i was yeah, even thinking, I was even thinking that I, he does <laughs> yeah. look like very he very one punch man. Time, uh... but but there's also um since since we went on that capes tangent last last episode there is actually another spinoff uh there's an alien race in the council that is a uh, another Robert Kirkman spinoff. It is the um, it is the representative from the planet of Glendera, and the representative talking there is uh, from the side project called uh, Tech Jacket. Oh is, yes, yes, okay. yes, Tech yeah. Jacket. Yes, yes. I know These, Tech Jacket. Yeah, these these aliens are uh, what he's describing. He he says my re- my recently liberated homeworld was under attack from the Kresh, an empire mm-hmm. charged by the Vultramites to take uh, to overtake our world, which actually does happen in the is uh, what happens in Tech Jacket. In yeah. Tech Jacket, yes. That's so cool. Yeah. So this yeah, yeah. we are we are going to cover all of these side ones at a certain Tech Jacket's fun. Eventually. Tech Jacket is very much fun. It's uh, it's Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle. Yeah, like, it that's is. all yes. it is. Yeah, it honestly is. That's all it um, is, but it's fun. <laughs> but it's so much fun. Oh, the, but the, the jacket and yeah, the, the, the adventures yeah. and the kid and everything like that is very well done. And it's very drawn, very anime style. It's very kind of awesome. actually kind of cool. Yeah. We also uh, didn't mention Picard here too. Picard oh, yeah. shows oh, yeah. up again. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, right. That's a recurring thing is that the clearly not Picard and clearly not the Enterprise D yeah. uh, cast yeah. of characters keep <laughs> yes. showing up. I yeah. love it so That's much. a repetitive thing. <laughs> yeah. 
there's a lot of these like incredible like pop culture references that are inadvertently spread uh, sporadically put into the 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 volumes and the issues here uh, as well as like the spin-off um side comics that come along with it that are really 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 good and just really fun yeah but anyway yes from there we we go back to alan goes back to his apartment or his girlfriend's apartment rather (laughs) yeah i don't think he has a home he just like stays in his girlfriend's apartment maybe yeah yeah, yeah. Like, they, yeah. they have this whole conversation and once again we're getting more like lore and backstory for his people and how they use you know those breeding batches and like there are like um what is it it was like some kind of breeding camps mm-hmm. to, like yeah. ensure the survival of their race because they were almost yeah. extinct at one point yeah and his girlfriend yeah. like calls him out on that at a i love point, that yeah where, she, where she's just like you were in danger of extinction like hundreds of years ago. Like you're just used to your, like your backwards. Yeah. At this point, like, and so she's very modern, which I love. Yes. She's also very hot. (laughs) She is drawn very seductively. I want to throw that out there. As are pretty much anyone with fish like features in this comic for some reason. I don't know (laughs) what Ryan Otley's thing is with fish people, but I get it. But that re- everybody's to. got a thing. I guess. <laughs> it's that it's that reverse like mermaid look. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! The, the fish First top on the bottom, the, mermaid on top. top. <laughs> no, no fish, fish top and mermaid and woman bottom. You know, it's just terrible. Yeah, she she's but. also wearing like really like scantily lingerie here. So like when she first appears, she's like, oh yeah, I'm in the mood right now. Just like the last fish woman that we saw. <laughs> yes. During the fish wedding issue. Uh-huh. Exactly. Uh-huh. So anyway, they go on a date after they, <laughs> after they, you know, they get some and they're having this conversation and right in the middle of their date, boom, Alan gets abs- just like picked up by Ultramite. Yeah, and he is brought between and immediately when you find out there's more than one of them and there's three Viltrumites here, it's like, oh, Alan, you're dead. immediately pooping yourself. Yeah, I'm just like, like, oh, God. And they play it really chill in the book. But you as the reader know this is a threat. I've yeah. seen what one Viltrumite can do. There's three of them right now. This is too much. <laughs> yeah, but. Alan also gives the greatest little middle finger in this conversation where um, one of the uh, Viltrumites is like, confirm you really encountered Earth at all. What did the Viltrumite station there look like? And Alan, who is bleeding from his eye socket already, <laughs> just looks at him with a smirk and he goes, you know, two eyes, mustache, you biclops all look the same to me. And then they just Love proceed it. to just kick the ever loving hell out of him rip his arm off like punch it, his eye out of its socket it's bad punch straight through Real his stomach bad. like he's dead when i when he's i read this dead. i was like he's dead yeah. that's it we got this once again robert kirkman did this to me where he got me invested in this character over the course <laughs> of an issue and then killed him again and i got incredibly angry reading this <laughs> thankfully after a page turn, you find out that he's alive yep. and just barely clinging on to life. He's in this giant machine that's holding his body together. Yeah. Uh, it's like an iron lung, mm-hmm. yeah. but in space, which is cool. An iron space <laughs> lung. Yeah. yeah. And so that's how you talks. make things cool. It's just by putting it either on space or on ice. You know that's what? what yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Iron lung on ice. <laughs> iron lung on ice. In oh, I think space I saw that show. on ice. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, I saw yeah, that I, Broadway show. Yeah, I think it was uh, it was at uh, TCC. Yeah, Probably. yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> a little overpriced, but yeah. yeah. Uh, As is Broadway we, always is. <laughs> so we find out that um, the leader of the coalition, Thetis, ha- basically lets Alan know, like, "Hey, you're going to report Thaddeus. to me because we have yeah. a mole, and mm-hmm. we are not going to." mess with this anymore until we figure out who's leaking this information you're going to report exclusively to me mm. and then we check back in with uh mark and amber who have finished their nookie and he <laughs> like he heads off next issue with, with the biggest smile like biggest <laughs> when smile. he like i love, like, I love that grim. image i <laughs> love that grim i mean he just he he popped his cherry in this yeah issue. We all got Sky to- rockets in flight. <laughs> Afternoon alive. <laughs> God. Um, which brings us to the uh, final issue for this volume. Mm-hmm. Malcolm, you my- said this is your favorite issue, so take it away. Uh, this is my favorite issue in the volume. You get a uh, you get Mark going to Art, or, uh, to get a new costume, which she mentions like, hey. You uh, you changed up the knee pads. They're they're just like whole knee pads now. And Art's like, yeah, it didn't really make sense to have like the little cutout square there because it's kind of looked like, hey, look, a weak point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so they talk, and then Art's like, hey, when was the last time you saw your mom? Like, when was the last time you talked to her? Mark's like, ah, I don't know, like maybe a week or two. He's like, I try a month. It's been a month, and it's been very hard on her. You know, like she's got nobody at the house just checking on your mom. I love that art is like hey kid go call your mom like <laughs> he's playing stepdad yeah he's, like, he's playing yeah, stepdad i love yeah. it i really wanted uh art one. and debbie to get together like really? i i really I, yeah. I did too I'm, i did too yeah. i'm super into that i'm super because that's he was too it's old. very tropey but, but like, I, yeah no for sure but they're the only yeah. two people who knew nolan as right as well as anyone like True. They're the two. So it's a very common trope of, you know, the two survivors of a tragedy getting together, but it, it makes sense, you know? Um, but yeah, so so uh, Mark goes to Debbie's house and is like, hey, how you doing? I want to check in with you. I told Amber I'm invincible. And she was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We need to keep like a list of all the people that know because this is going to be a problem one day. Uh, <laughs> Which is hilarious in hindsight because there's a conversation they have later on. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now we will get to. We will get to. Uh, and then that's when we check back in with Angstrom Levy and the Mahler twins the who have finished building their machine. Yeah. That'll Looks bring all of the all of the information from every Angstrom Levy into prime Angstrom Levy's head. Looks really uh, good. I think the anti-monitor would be proud. Oh, yeah, absolutely. seriously. Yeah. It is seriously. very crisis looking. Yeah. Um and Cecil's been monitoring where the Mahler twins are. And so he gives Mark a heads up like, hey, there's some activity going on there. We need you to bust in. Mark busts in. Uh, and it's going to be a whole thing. A uh, big old fight. A whole thing. <laughs> it's a whole thing. It's a big old fight with Mahler twins from alternate universes, which is amazing. It's amazing. The country bumpkin ones are yes. so good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> My favorites, just the overalls. Them in overalls. <laughs> That's why it's my favorite issue. Because seeing all the different Mahler twins are so fun. And, uh, and there's something I I just I love attention to detail like this because one of them is just like, 
does he recognize us? Yeah, I love like, that. I don't know. I don't think like, he exists in our I have adventure. no idea who that guy is. And they're like, Weird. no, he's a superhero. We need to stop him. He's like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and everyone's like, all right, okay, let's do this. <laughs> the M's so, on their like shirts and stuff like that. That's the thing. Gonna, they yeah. look the coolest because they look like superheroes, which yeah, I think yeah. is pretty fun. Yeah. yeah, they've got their own like super suits. And yeah, just barely edged out of the cool factor by the overalls. Uh, the yes, overalls, absolutely. I mean, it's overalls. The overalls are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it's it's the Pa Kent look of like overalls, like a button-up collared shirt and a white yeah. T-shirt underneath. Like, <laughs> okay, now I need. <laughs> Now I need that voice actor to voice Pockhead. <laughs> Kevin Michael Richardson? Kevin yes. Michael Richardson. He'd yes. be a pretty good Pockhead. I think yeah. he'd be incredible. He'd be a pretty good Pockhead. Yeah, I'm I can see that. the you were sent here for a reason speech. And then we have oh, another yeah. Pockhead come out you from were the sent here for like, a reason. I agree with him. The clone <laughs> agrees. <laughs> the clone has some good ideas. And it's like, yeah, no, it's you're just... the clone. Pa and Pa Kent. Yeah, I yeah. totally read that book. That sounds wonderful. The, <laughs> They're both the, the Pa Twin. Oh, that's good. I'd read that. The Kent Boys. <laughs> it's Dukes of Hazard. Kent Boys. Uh, Kent Boys. Kent Boys. <laughs> what you gonna do? Oh my god. So, <laughs> so while Mark's getting his ass totally handed to him by the Mahler twins and twins and twins, uh, the machine is working for Angstrom Levy, uh, but then works a little too well. Uh, and uh, Angstrom Levy pulls it off prematurely, and Which it's big old explosion time. Because yeah. it's, you can tell th- throughout this, he's kind of, he hasn't really had like dastardly uh, like motivations no. until this point. He's just been like a no. dude. He's like, I want to learn. I have this power and I want to make it better. Yeah. And then at a certain point, like they're all attacking him and he goes, don't kill him. Like, yeah, I love that. Back. Yeah, I love that. And he's the, very Mueller... uh, Dr. Octopus in Spider-Man 2. Yes. yes. Where he's not a bad guy. Yeah. And one of the Marvel <laughs> twins is like, no, we're going to kill him. Yeah. And Levy's like taking the helmet off. He's like, no, I will not have my he's greatest like, no, triumph like... sullied by this child's death. Stop or I'll stop you myself. Uh-huh. Which is laughable. Which is laughable. I love that. Uh, but then that another Mueller twin's like, wait, no, don't pull the machine off your head. Like, it's going to be a problem. And then <sighs> kabloom, everything blows up. Uh, our Here's Mueller it. twins are outside. Uh, they see the explosion. It's a whole thing. Mark comes out of the explosions like, oh, my God, there's a lot of dead bodies. Just <laughs> incinerated. <laughs> Yeah, like, it's gro- and and the team or the the team and the team team. <laughs> yeah, or oh, the, the Guardians of the Globe. Guardians of the Globe. Yeah. Of the globe like, oh, hey man. Yeah, this is awkward. It's like wow, this is crazy. What happened? So they take Mark away, and that's when we see one of our Mar- one of the Mahler twins prime, yeah. uh, come out of the rubble. Not the one with the overalls, burned up yeah. face. Unfortunately, not an overalls one. I guess he died. Yeah, which yeah. sucks. Uh, both of them died, I guess, Moment which sucks. For the All of them pretty much died, except for this one prime Mauler twin. Except actually. for this one prime one, yeah. who's got two Pour, face face. Pouring now. one out for the yeah. uh, for the the Mauler Mauler Mauverall Mauverall the Mauverall the Mauverall Marlboro, It sounds like you're trying to say Marlboro cigarettes I'm or something like Levy that. And I'm here to sell you Marlboro cigarettes. <laughs> you ever have a Marlboro cigarette while getting your brain put into a machine that'll transfer your brain power into your own self? 
That's the power of driving a Ford. <laughs> you know, when I'm grabbing all of my fellow duplicates from other dimensions to summon their information into my own brain, I like to take a break and have a Marlboro cigarette on the side. Marlboro cigarettes. The it's twin cigarette they'll make, they'll make you feel like 10 times the man. Yes. <laughs> The, that's our the, ad that's our sponsor the cigarette for the just evening. has little overalls it's yeah. a little cigarette and he's got overalls on. it's literally <laughs> just like a cigarette pack with overalls that you have with to like overalls on, they have on the top to open it. the little this the what do you call it just come up with the, do we need to go on shark tank are we if this was 1996 we would have a billion dollar idea <laughs> oh yeah oh absolutely all right oh, so we God. just need to invent time travel okay and then go back Okay. And make little overall cigarettes. <laughs> so this is a bad time to tell you. I actually know some people who have time travel access. Um, they're in an alternate universe. It's me from an alternate universe. I could just hop over there. Perfect. Okay, so we're gonna come. We're gonna circle back to this off mic, but um, keep that in mind. Uh, <laughs> thanks for Levy, however. So, uh, so yeah. So we got the one ball- burned up Mauler twin. I was gonna say Baller twin. Uh, one burned baller up Mauler twin. twin. He, who, he then, who then sees Angstrom Levy, who looks disgusting now. Gross. He's got brains all over, like brain tendrils poking Ugh. out of his skin all over the back of him. He looks like a monster now. And he's Ugh. like, it worked. It worked wonderfully. And Mauler's like, yeah, but look at you. You look gross. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, hilarious. What? But it's burned up Mauler twin to be like, yeah, but you look gross, dude. Like, <laughs> See, and then I don't know if it's just he's in shock or like his character trait is him to just like project but after realizing his disfigurement he's like tell me of this boy the one who caused the accident and he's like yes i remember it vividly i had instructed your doppelgangers to kill him and he broke free and shut down the machine i'll kill him for that and it's like this this insanity has taken mm-hmm. hold in him mm-hmm. it's very doc ock in spider-man 2 yes yeah, where after after the arms are attached to him he's talking to arms he's like yeah, no, it was Spider-Man's fault. Like, yeah, it was absolutely yeah. Spider-Man's fault. Like, yeah. the, everything worked perfectly. It worked until he ruined it. Yeah. It's very it's much calculated. that, which is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which I, I love. Very, very cool. Very well. And then um, he basically is just like, yeah, I'm going to get out of here. And he bamps out and the Mauler I love that. That's so like, yeah. I have an alternate, you know, I know an alternate universe where they have better medical supplies than here. Yeah. Like, I'm going there and I will return. And the Mauler was just like, all right, cool. Just leave me here. I'm fucking disfigured too, man. Thanks. Uh, yeah. It's not like I don't need any medical attention or anything. I'm, don't it's, worry about me. Jerk. It's fine. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I and love that. To round out the volume, we do get this nice little uh, kind of collection of origin stories mm-hmm. for our mm. guardians. First, uh, Monster first Monster Girl. Yeah. Multipole shows up, which is awesome. I yeah. love Multipole. Uh, we He's get super the origin cool. for Rex, which is incredibly sad as well. Yes, indeed. And then, which uh, will be covered more in the in Invincible Presents uh, Adam Eve and Rex Explode. Yeah, yes. volume. Very much. We got our first uh, inclination that the immortal was Abraham Lincoln, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And possibly Sam Adams. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. He's and also like... for, showed up in first appearance Superman. Costume. absolutely he's yes. also golden age superman which i think is amazing he was also a knight like 
a mm-hmm. barbarian, a wanderer. Should be Golden Age Superman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The immortal is Vandal Savage if Vandal Savage was a better person. Yeah. He even yes. looks just like Vandal Savage. He totally he does. does. Yeah. He doesn't have like a little scar, but yes. Yeah. Also, I mean, he and Multicate are totally going to kiss. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Uh, he and Duplicate are totally going to kiss. Yeah. I think like, they teased it in this issue, in this volume already. No. No, well, they tease it. No, I, I think that's the You're right. Na- You're right. Yeah. No spoilers. No spoilers. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so basically, it's kind of setting everything up for what's going to come next. We know that there's going to be escalation. Do you guys have a favorite moment from this volume? I'll start with Jacob. Um, you know, there is a lot of great moments. Uh, you know, the, the issue where um, the Allen issue. Uh, well, a little bit before the Alan issue, it's like it's the sexy time stuff that happens between Mark and his girlfriend. Um, it's it's actually after that. It's where like the beginning of the issue of Alan's uh, own issue. It's 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 Robert Kirkman just going like, all right, dear leaders, we're going to take a little bit of a sidetrack away from uh, from uh, we're going to give Invincible and Amber some private time because after all, this is a family title. And I just laughed out loud at that because. <laughs> of how much it's not in the blood and the swearing yep. and all this stuff. Yeah, and, they specifically and, and, mentioned, like, for any kids who are watching, we should turn the attention away. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and kids like, shouldn't be doing this. Like, yeah, they shouldn't exactly. be reading this book. Exactly. It, it's, it's, it's the humor in that issue that really kind of makes me laugh, especially when Alan's just arriving at the planet it's it's really just that this is my favorite moment that's my favorite moments in the in this volume it's just how well Robert Kirkman just ends up the the campy like uh Stanley soapbox talking to mm-hmm. you about what's going on mm-hmm. and and, uh, and it's it, and wording it enough so that way like even even the aspirant like the little sides underneath the um you know, they, they tell you what, what issue to go to. He even says in the beginning, yeah, see issue 13, true believers. And I was like, well, this is honestly my favorite issue now because just how, <laughs> just how very Stan Lee soapbox, like a it's lot very, of these yeah. moments, transitions come from this, from this issue. Yeah. Um, that is, that is honestly the highlight for me in this entire volume. Yeah. I love Malcolm? it. Um, it's probably the, it's the moment I like Amber the most, the whole series. That whole like diner scene is really good. I love it. Yeah. Just the the piecing it together and her realizing, like, wait, no, that does add up. Like at first she's like, ah, he can't be invincible. That's impossible. Wait, no, maybe he is invincible. Like maybe he he saved me. Invincible saved me, but Mark didn't say, but Mark could be invincible. <laughs> I I loved I loved her figuring it out. Uh, that's nice. That's a nice. That's a nice touch. The whole like it, it, joking around and then thinking about wait a minute, it's so true. Oh my yeah. gosh! This and her friends just like no, like I was kidding. That's <laughs> stupid. What are yeah. you talking about? Totally I thought you were impossible. joking with me. She's like, uh, yeah, no, I totally was joking. Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I gotta agree. Both of those are awesome. I think for me, it's honestly, it might just be the entire Allen issue, just because I really. Doug, like mm-hmm. I'm a huge nerd about world building. I love how they yeah. expanded it out, gave us some more context for everything. And I think, you know, Alan being in a situation where he is up against three Viltramites when he knows he can't even handle one and him mm-hmm. just 
getting in the time to make to crack a joke in a way that I cannot wait to hear Seth Rogen deliver. Yeah. In yeah. the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> and it speaks to <laughs> We've now reached Impression <laughs> Corner with Malcolm Russell Nelson. <laughs> show within a show. Hey, that's, starting, that's all the Seth Rogen I can do. It's just a laugh. Which always sounds like uh, somebody trying to start a lawnmower. You know what I mean? Just like... <laughs> <laughs> but um, so that is going to do it for uh, Volume 5, The Facts of Life. Uh, next week, we're going to be jumping into Volume 6, A Different World, and things are uh, things are only going to get worse. Uh-huh. Um, I cannot wait. Tune in next week. I believe uh, Volume 6 is issues 25 through 30. So uh-huh. six issues for you fine folks to get caught up on, and then we will go ahead and jump into it. There is there's a lot of stuff that happens in this upcoming volume. Oh, yeah. The next volume is where it starts to really hurt. Yeah. Yep. Just remember, Mark's a good person. Mark Mark's a good, a good person. person. He's a good remember, son. He's a Mark good son. Grayson is a good person. And a good son and a good person. Just remember that as we go forward here. Mark uh, Grayson is a good person. So tune in uh, next week for more of uh, Malcolm's Impression Corner, more Talking Twilight, and more <laughs> of the Geek Explained Book Club. Next Friday, same geek time, same geek channel. But for now, for Geek Explained, this is Eric Azana. Jacob Brown. Malcolm Russell Nelson. And we will see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you, disembodied female voice. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that's a new thing. It's a new huh. thing yeah. that's been going for the last couple weeks. What's her story? <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> I call her Cerebra. Um, nice. <laughs> nice. She wants me to call her Cassandra, and I don't know why. That's probably no, not a problem. No! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>